0: Hey guys, welcome to our Journal Entry Podcast. We're so excited that you're here with us today. This podcast is where we give people a place to be vulnerable and share their hearts and testimonies of God's goodness with others. We're your hosts, Giselle and Emily. We hope you guys enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of our Journal Entry Podcast. <laughs> Today is a very special episode. Which I feel like we say that every episode, but it's a I want okay. everybody to feel special. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anybody to feel like that. Though. Anyway, um, because we have
1: <laughs>
0: a very special ish guest. <laughs> Just a very you know him. Guest. You love him. Drum roll, please. <laughs> and Dr- you needy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> hi andrew how
2: hi are you, you? start by telling us a little bit about yourself
3: <laughs> i have needs and uh <laughs> <laughs> hopefully i get them met in this podcast <laughs> or else um yeah i was really honored um these two are like my closest friends so it's just really fun to be a part of their dreams coming to fruition <laughs> Um, and to experience it firsthand, it's a little nerve wracking to talk in front of a camera. Um, but I just know it's going to be fun and I'm going to share some things about life experiences that I've gone through. Um, and just kind of draw out some wisdom that God has given me through those Mm -hmm. and things that I didn't see when I was going through them. But like months later, after I looked back, I was just so blown away at how God was present and was there for me.
0: Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: then let's get into it. <laughs> <further> into it. <laughs>
3: What's on your heart? Um, ventricles, arteries. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are part of
2: your heart, not <laughs> right. on them. But right. yeah, sure. Sense, so. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> um, so I figure it's, it's kind of like a testimony type uh, trail. Um, when I first got saved, um, I remember like I was so zealous for God and... I didn't realize like a lot of things that he was keeping from me as far as blessings and things that I dreamt of having in years, um, I just wasn't ready for. And I obviously learned that the hard way like most of us. Um, there's always those people that wanna teach you like from what they've learned by experiencing it so that you don't have to. Um, but a lot of things in my life, I've actually had to bite the bullet and experience the pain. <laughs> uh, but I'm hoping to share some of that with you guys, and prayerfully, it'll just really help you to make smart decisions, and to connect with God and everything that you're going through. Um, the first like major experience that I had where I really found God in a special way was in my first relationship as a Christian. Um, I had like 60 or 70 before the- <laughs> that. <laughs> well, like three. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, God, I was like so excited because, of course, I want to be married. I want to have a wife, and I was just like headfirst into it, um, not really thinking, you know, about the decision before I made it. But I was really, really attracted to this girl, and you know, it's like the checklist: like she's Christian, she's pretty. And that's the checklist. <laughs> like, say, that's it. That's you know, all needs all the values and hopes and dreams. Yeah, we'll just set that aside. It's
2: okay, That's how it is in like Christian college. Yeah, like, I was about to say to that. College, I go to Christian college. You're a boy. I'm a girl. Let's get married. So much in common. Oh right before spring, baby. <laughs> Knocking anyone who gets married out of Christian? We're knocking you completely. (laughs) A lot of friends that graduated from Christian college, so I really should be nicer. (laughs) Anyways, Um,
3: so like we started our relationship, and it was about a year in. I started seeing like really ugly things come out of me, like worms and parasites. (laughs) 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 No, I started seeing things. That I never saw before. Like, I I didn't realize I was so selfish, so needy, right? (laughs) Yeah, needy (laughs) and needy. needy. (laughs) And so, like, instead of voicing my needs in a healthy way to get them met by my significant other, it was just constant demand of wanting them to know what I needed without ever expressing it. Mm -hmm. Um, I started to treat her as God. And I was just getting way too intimate before marriage, before we were even you know, on that journey to become married, and uh, as I was pursuing that, I just realized, like, you know, obviously something's wrong, something's dysfunctional, but one main thing that I want to pull out of this is I never asked for help from people that were above us. Mm. I never sought leadership to counsel Mm. us. I never asked for my pastors to give us their advice on what I'm doing, like, why am I acting this way? Everything was, like, hidden behind the scenes, and I noticed that that a lot of times, at least this just applies to me, but it might apply to you guys. Whenever there's an issue, the temptation is to keep it hidden and keep it to yourself. But that's exactly where the devil does his work in isolating you to where you don't have any light shining on that. You don't have advice from people that can see into your situation without any bias, without any of the emotions that you're feeling to tell you the truth that can actually change your life for the better. Um, and so after, after about a year, it was like uh, months after that, it just kept getting worse and worse to physical abuse. Um, <laughs> not, not, not my side, oh. I, I wasn't physically abusive. Um, yeah,
0: I know. Oh my God. And
3: uh, it was just, but it was so petty. Like it was looking back on it, like we really didn't even need to let it escalate to that, mm. but it did, and so. I remember uh, one day uh, I walked in and I could just tell like it was over pretty much. Like I could feel like in emotional or in my emotions like her heart was distanced from me and I just knew she made the decision like to end it. But I started freaking out and anxiety took over and I was like, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I was like drooling like a, like a zombie. <laughs> I was like so anxious, like freaking out in my truck And the very next day, she dumped me, and I remember like the pain that I felt in that moment. I just felt so empty. like I didn't want to go on with life, Mm -hmm. because what had happened was, I put all my hopes and dreams into this person, and being with this person, and marriage, and I'm gonna be a husband, that's who I am. I'm nothing else. And after she dumped me, it was like a total wreckage of all that and i had to find again like what is what is life worth living like if i'm not with somebody you know i constantly mm-hmm. found my identity in a girl that i was with or if a girl was attracted to me and once she dumped me like i was forced to face like i'm single like who am i you know what do i really love what, what do i yeah. love about life what do i like to do for fun yeah. and it took like two solid months of just like depression You know, I I didn't want to do anything. Thank God I just kept going to work and, you know, pushing the plow, even though I didn't feel like it. Um, And I had friends in my life, obviously, that helped me to stay a little healthy. (laughs) Um, But I always talked to God about it. You know, that was one thing that always got me through is constantly having a conversation with God about the pain I was feeling. And I'm so grateful, and I want to point out that God, even though he sees, like, Andrew, you pretty much did this to yourself. You made the decisions. You had the dysfunction in your heart. You know, he was speaking to me the whole time of my issues. I was just ignorant and blind. Um, even with all that and me self destructing, pretty much, God still was so patient and kind after mm-hmm. that and understanding of where I'm at. He didn't invalidate how it felt just because I was the one who caused it. Mm-hmm. And it's just so nice to embrace like a God that just meets you where you're at and a high priest that feels what you're feeling. Um, So that helped me so much when I couldn't even just think about things. I just, all I felt was pain. You know, I just, I wanted someone to be there with me and the Holy Spirit gave me so much comfort, um, both through the people that I loved and just by speaking to me in my heart. Um, And so I'd say like a few months after the breakup, God spoke to me while I was driving and... Everything that I was looking for in like, I wanted intimacy. You know, I wanted to be known. I wanted someone to see me and love me for who I was. You know, of course, there's so many other practical things, like, everyone wants to have sex. Everyone wants to be (laughs) physically intimate with people. And those things are great, but at the heart of it, those are all just kind of side effects or expressions of intimacy. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I was really longing for with her. And God showed me, he said, Andrew, like, I can be all that for you. I can be that intimacy that you're looking for that I'll know you more than anyone knows you, everything about you to where, like Psalm 139 says, like before I even speak a word, he already knows what's going to be on my tongue. And I was just overwhelmed thinking about it because my identity, which it's okay to have needs like that. Like the issue is people are, I guess, cast down or condemned for having that need to have, or to need attention from somebody, to need intimacy, and to need to be known. Um, But a lot of times, they're just told that need is unhealthy and bad, and you need to get rid of that. But what happens is we start coping with that by doing bad things and illegitimately feeling that need. God placed that need in us, and so it's healthy, but he wants us to meet that need first and foremost inside of him. And so for a year and a half, I was meeting it inside of this girl, And then after we broke up, obviously, it's like that tie was ripped off and it hurt, you know, like crazy. But through that pain, God showed me I'm the one that you need in that way. Mm -hmm. And it healed every part of that breakup. And as time started going on, I started realizing, like, I'm so glad that it happened. In the moment, of course, none of us experience that and say, man, this was fun. It's it's just like God's (laughs) discipline. It's like we're not feeling it and like, man, I love this. But afterwards when we see like the harvest of righteousness of you know how he brought us through it how he's changing and growing us it's just we're so grateful for at least I am and so when I experienced that I realized I can put my whole identity in being God's spouse so to speak like the bride or his bride is the church and so seeing it that way made me realize I do have a purpose in that way to love God that way to to be his intimate partner You know to know everything about him the way that he knows me and it just it gave me purpose again to where i wanted to actually be single now i wanted to be myself i wanted to do the things i love and once i started doing that like the most beautiful version of myself started coming out You know, I got a third head, and I started looking. (laughs) See,
0: you played too much. I didn't know whether to laugh or not earlier. I I felt so bad for laughing, but now that you're making a joke, I like—I don't know if I should laugh now because you're just like trying trying to like gauge it.
2: Like I try to like read him. Like it's kind of like starts to crack us. I'm like,
3: "Ah." (laughs) but it's it's like like, serious mode. Like.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I feel like if you guys are watching, or if you guys are just listening, li- I feel like we said this last week, please go on YouTube and watch parts of the video, because I feel like there are just certain things in our facial expressions, and like our tone, <laughs> that you don't get when you're just listening, especially with Andrew. It <laughs> so.
3: could be misleading.
2: Sure. <laughs> Andrew just likes to joke around and have fun, so. <laughs>
3: Um, anyway, yeah, so to continue, before I was hopefully <laughs> interrupted, I'm the guest. It's Mike Sesso. Come on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so anyway. God, God really saved me.
2: Thumbnail <laughs> right there. There you go, just <laughs>
3: Uh, Yeah, I eat my thumbnails. (laughs) Um, So I'd say like the next major event in my life after that was moving to BSSM um, or or moving to California for BSSM, which is Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, That was the most life-changing time of my life. Um, I spent about six months up there in California and... The friendships that I made there, it made me realize one of the greatest gifts in life is having friendships mm-hmm. that are solid, you know, unlike the ones I have with you guys. <laughs> I don't
2: know I don't what it's really like to have friends. are frail. <laughs>
3: Wait, we're friends? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
3: and so, but it's amazing, like, the way that they... It's like speed <laughs> friendshipping to where in like two weeks, you're spending every day, all day with these yeah. people, sleeping with them.
2: <laughs> Cut that out.
3: Got that, yeah.
1: Just, Cut.
3: <laughs> um, and so it's just amazing though, like you feel like you've known them for years after just a couple weeks. <laughs> and what they do though, is they set time and they're intentional about being vulnerable. And so you learn these deep, incredible things about these people you just met like a week ago. Mm -hmm. And what that does is creates like these really strong, tight bonds in such a small amount of time, which I honestly believe is a work of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just crazy because there's 70 or so kids to a revival group. And so the school is kind of, I guess, dissected into a bunch of different groups of 70 kids, all with one pastor over each of them. Um, and then there's six interns, usually I don't know if they've changed how they've done it, but um, usually there's six interns and one intern will get like eight guys, another will get 12, another will get 10, and then Mm -hmm. same for the girl interns. Um, But it's just amazing because you're constantly connected to people and what was so amazing is before I moved out to Bethel, um, I would always struggle like with sexual thoughts and lustful things and what happened when I moved out there was physical affection was like this normal thing. And you know, all I've experienced, because I grew up in public school and all these things, if you touch a guy, it's like you're You're homosexual. And and then if you touch a girl, it's like, what are you trying to do? You know, it's it's something sexual. There's always something deeper to it where all the other love languages are kind of like okay in general, like gifts, acts of service. There's never anything thrown on top of that. But touch is like so ostracized in our culture. Yeah. Um, and so when I went up there, it was like this totally different culture of hugs are okay. Like, it's okay to actually hang out with people and touch them. Like, it's not <laughs> weird anymore. <Yeah>. And, <laughs> <you get that? laughs> and, and I can t- <laughs> <Yeah>, touch. <Stop. laughs> yeah, yeah. it. Um, and it's just so nice to, to be able to know, like, <clears throat> you don't have to think about everything before you do. It. It's like, just let yourself be you. You don't have to think through everything. Just, you're beautiful. Like, you're not this ugly sinner. And I'll pause for a side note. The most life-changing revelation I got there was right when right when we started school, he shared how a lot of us think that we're sinners saved by grace. Um, but he made us realize, Chris Vallotton, that we're not sinners anymore. We're saints because mm-hmm. we've been saved. We're no longer sinners saved by grace. We've been saved by grace, so we're saints. And so I started to realize, like, Most of my life as as a Christian, I was kind of modeling Christianity as this, I have a really wicked heart with evil desires, and I constantly have to be in check. You know, I have to make sure I don't let it get crazy. And it's like this tiger in the cage, like Pastor Todd says, that, you know, we just keep it in the cage, locked up, nice and neat, but it's still there. It still has its desires. Mm -hmm. And he helped us realize we actually have a new nature in Christ. like. I am a new creation in Christ, and the old is gone. So all those old things that I love doing that was hostile to God is actually passed away. Now I'm this new person that loves the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> now I'm this new person, and I have new desires, right? And so <laughs> basically... I don't
2: expect that. <laughs> You're going to have to do so much editing. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
3: Um, But yeah, so I'm this new creation now and I have new desires to where it's not that I just do things because God said to do them and they're good. Now I actually want what he wants for my life. I want the good that he wants to come out of me. And I also realized that Holy Spirit wants it to be so much easier than I thought to where I thought I had to work so hard to grow in patience, grow in gentleness and be this fruitful person. but. It's really just communion with God. And then Holy Spirit produces all those things through me. And that just made Christianity seem like, wow, this is actually possible. Mm -hmm. You know, I was always so tired because everything in the Bible to me was a to-do list. Like I had to mark down like, okay, make sure I pray. Make sure I do this. Make sure I treat others, you know, with kindness and put them above myself. And it's like, that's exhausting to keep a track of. And then at the end of the day with that, it's like, all the time I'd feel like I never did enough because I wouldn't get all those checked. But when it became, hey, just focus on me, Andrew, and and keep, you know, your eye contact with me, focus on my smile, the way that I feel about you, how much I love you and just stay in that joy and peace, all of those things will happen as a side effect. Mm -hmm. It just Christianity became the most amazing thing. Not that it was this bland thing before, it's just it was pretty much like a religion, you know, that I was living and once i started to realize it is a genuine relationship like that common cliche phrase like it's not religious relationship but it really is it's like my best friend lives inside of me he guides me every moment of my life he speaks to me constantly comforting me and one of my favorite things about god is the way that he disciplines me and i realize afterward again it's not fun for the moment but once i realize his heart in it he doesn't want me to continue down a path of Dysfunction to self destruction to where I do hurt myself. He wants me to be abundant in the joy and the peace that he wants to offer. Um, But to get back to the touch thing, um, I basically experienced like this touch. Touch was natural now, like it was okay, it was common. And what happened that was so amazing, I didn't have a single sexual thought. I know, like, you know, that phrase of the bird can fly over your head, but don't let it like make a nest on your head. And metaphorically speaking, it's like uh, spiritual forces can put bad thoughts in your brain and they can send things your way that you didn't even want to think of. But obviously you have the choice to continue entertaining that thought or to just cast it down in Jesus' name.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, But the amazing thing was I didn't even have the thoughts in the first place. I didn't have to cast anything down because what I realized was um, when God gave me a revelation about that, is the love that I needed through touch wasn't getting met previously. And so because of my love tank being empty, so to speak, I was constantly tempted to fill that need illegitimately through sexual things and through inappropriate things that God doesn't love. But once I started getting that naturally and healthily filled, it's like every desire or temptation to do it the wrong way was just completely absent and void. Mm -hmm. And it made me realize like, I really, really want to be intentional about the people that I care about in my life. I want to make sure that I do my best to fill their love tank and to express the needs that I have, you know, to be loved and to be appreciated. Because it's like the most healthy kingdom foundation way to live. It's just beautiful. Um, So when I moved back from California, it was a whole situation because I made... You know, all these amazing friendships, and I'm six months in. The school, I think, is about nine months, like your average school term. Um, and my mom, during the time, she she had brain cancer, and so she was really struggling at this point. When I left about, you know, half a year previously, she was doing okay and, like, seemed like she was getting better. Um, I was praying for her while I was out there. I had my whole revival group praying for her. They are such a blessing. Um, they surrounded me and just helped me feel like I had family out there. Yeah. Um, but I was really believing for a miracle, and it was just she kept declining in health to the point where, you know, my brother, and my stepfather, they had to take care of her, literally carry her to the bathroom, mm-hmm. carry her to the to the bed. And I remember when I moved back, like, we literally had to, like, lean her up so we could put pillows under her. It was just – it was so much, and it, it made me cry, obviously, because mm-hmm. to see someone in such a helpless state, especially when it's, like, your mom, like, you just – you don't want anyone to have to experience that. Um, but I decided after prayer for like a couple weeks after I, I heard from my brother she wasn't doing very well, um, I decided, you know, God, I love this school and I love my friends so much, but I'm willing to leave that behind to go be there for my mom. Mm-hmm. And I cried so hard. My, my friend Dan, uh, he was just such a blessing up there. He was definitely like one of the tightest friendships I've ever had in my life. And it, I would even describe it like a David and Jonathan type thing. Um, and once I, like, made my decision to leave, I remember he came over to my, to my flat, or my apartment up there, and <laughs> it, <laughs> British coming out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I like, it was, <laughs> it was like 12 in the morning. And a side note, but I wanted to shake my head for my mom. <laughs> 'Cause she had lost all her hair and it's beautiful, right? It's a really great <laughs> thing, but all I had was this tiny budget razor. <laughs> Dan, you're a champion. He spent two hours shaving my jones. <laughs> <piece. laughs> it was just like I remember I sat down, I was like, You ready? He's like, I'm Ready and you he just hear the click like,
1: Zzz. <laughs> like,
3: I can tell that's budget. It was so slow, but we had such a fun time. And I remember when he was done, like it just all started settling in, and I realized like I'm leaving, and I started weeping so hard, and you know we just hugged each other, talked it out, and you know he gave me a ride to the airport really early, just such a champion, bro. I can't honor you enough. Um, but I went back to my family, I surprised them. You know, I, I showed up in the middle of the night with like bags, looking like a hobo, <laughs> with, like my bald head. <laughs> my stepdad
1: was like
3: (laughs) (laughs) my vein popping (laughs) like Professor Xavier (laughs) I remember my mom had so much joy and I told her I was like mom I shaved my head for you and she was just so touched by that you know at this point she was starting to almost act like a vegetable because her brain was just deteriorating so much Um, but I just wanted to communicate so much that I love her and um, so after like I would say it was like three weeks of just taking care of her with my brothers and my family. Um, she ended up passing in the morning, uh, which was honestly a pleasant, you know, passing. She just stopped breathing at a certain moment. My brother came in. He's like, "She just passed," you know, and and all of our family was just weeping. You know, I was so grateful to be surrounded by them. But um, in the moment, obviously, you know. I know where her destination is. I know she believed in Jesus. So there's a total peace. Like, like Paul says, um, you know, have that hope lest you sorrow like those who are unbelieving don't have that hope of, you know, an eternal security, a life after this one. Um, but that revelation was so clear to me. It just, it carried me through all that pain. You know, it, it helped me to have that hope that, okay, yeah, the the pain i'm grieving right now is not that she's dead gone forever it's that she's not here right now yeah. but i'll see her again one day and i realized though like i had an incredible peace about it for like 2 3 weeks where i, I honestly like I, I didn't question myself cuz i knew it was going to go down a bad road but i started like wondering like did i even love my mom like i feel totally okay about this like yeah. i feel really fine like i don't feel crazy sad I, I don't have all this pain like all the people around me right now and so I started to, like, wonder, you know, like, God, what's, what's going on in my heart? And then, but I really believe it was just a time period of grace because I was also dealing with that pain of leaving my friends that I kept, you know, having specific days out of the week where I would just cry for, like, 30 minutes because I just, I miss them so hard. Um, but on top of that with my mom, like, he just, I feel like he boxed that for a moment just so I could experience that pain, give my full attention to that, and grieve that and heal it. Um, and then I remember I just started thinking about my mom for her funeral speech, and I wrote down all these things that I felt about her that I wanted to say to her, and I just I started crying so hard and realized, like, another revelation that I got from that was, you know, the way that the Bible says confessing unto <clears throat> salvation, you know, like you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. I realized that once I confessed, like with my mouth, the way that I felt about my mom, it was like a gateway to reach my heart and how it actually felt. Like I realized when I spoke what I felt, not just when I thought about it or whatever, when I said it, that's when the emotion came. And so I wrote all these things, you know, like... I was so grateful that even when I felt like such a loser, like she loved me so well. She always believed in me, even when I sucked at something. <laughs> you know, like those sports that you want to do growing up. But it's like looking back when you're older, you're just like, man, I was not good for that <laughs> sport or, or whatever Why it was no you that you were doing. Why you terrible? But, but your mom is I'm like you got it, champ, like, go get him. Mom <laughs> goggles,
2: <laughs> everything is beautiful that your children make.
3: Like dirt on your face flipping, like, you know what I'm saying? You're doing
1: so well. <laughs> we like, love mom. It moms. made
3: me cry, yeah, because it's that love that just doesn't give up. It mm. always believes in you. Mm. And, you know, amongst many other things, and I remember once I did that, like, it's just started to help me heal so much. Um, a lot of pain that I felt, like, was sitting inside, it's, like, each memory I had of her, of, like, a time we laughed really hard, you know, in the kitchen, or a time that, you know, I was just really sad that she needed all this help, and she was just so helpless, like, all those memories, as I just remembered them, and and talked through them with God, I faced the pain, because the truth is, the pain does not compare to the freedom afterwards, it really doesn't, it's just, like, In the metaphorical way of saying this life does not compare to eternity it's it's not even a comparison and so the pain i was feeling i was willing to go through because i had that hope you know like the joy set before you and so i just chose to believe like yeah it hurts but holy spirit's comfort is going to be there every second and it was so worth feeling that Mm -hmm. um the holy spirit would meet me at times like i'd be in a random parking lot you know, just pulled over, crying, like, just at a random time. I wasn't even wanting to do it. I wasn't thinking about it. And then I'd just start dwelling on my mom, and I would just start crying again. And he would just, I literally would just feel him hold me like a blanket. And he would speak to me. He'd be kind and understanding. And I, I really wouldn't have made it through without, without Holy Spirit. Um, his voice carried me completely and helped me to recognize that I did have pain in those memories and to just feel it, you know, like... Mm to say, put, put words to it, like, mom, I miss you. Mom, I, I wish you were here right now. Like, I'm sad that you're not here. I, I really want you to be a part of my life right now. And as I process those things, it's like the pain had like 100% meter and then it slowly went down to zero with each memory. And now when I think about my mom, like it's, it's very easy and natural for me to talk about it because all the pain is gone. You know, mm-hmm. I faced it and pain isn't, it doesn't last forever. Jesus has replaced all that with just joyful memories. You know, like I remember one time my mom, uh, my mom and I were in uh, our bathroom in the house, and I was like, I think I was shaving or something and, and talking about a haircut that I wanted. And, uh, you know, like two hours go by. We're not even talking about that anymore. And she just randomly comes up. She's like, You want to take a picture? Just, just so we know i'm like a picture of what <laughs> and i'm not even joking she fell to the floor <laughs> laughing so hard she's just like i don't even
1: know why i said that
3: <laughs> it just made me laugh it was so happy that she experienced that joy but it's like those memories triumph over the sad ones now and it's just it's amazing like god really pulled me through um But, like, the main points out of that that I could offer as wisdom is don't be afraid to face pain and recognize that you need the people around you. You know, I remember still when I moved in with you guys, like, in the first year or so, I was still really, really sad about it. You know, I had moments where I just, man, it would hit me hard. I'm like, I really miss my mom. But you guys would always come with physical affection. You'd meet those needs and let me know that I'm not alone. And I'm so grateful for that. You know, you guys are such a blessing in my life. Um, but recognize that being alone is not the solution. You mm-hmm. know, a, a big temptation with you know any kind of sadness, depression, or whatever you're going through, mm-hmm. is to isolate yourself and get away from people. Um, yeah. But trust that even if they don't understand in the way that they've experienced it, like you have, trust that they really care. They're doing their best to be a part of what you're feeling just like God is. God feels every ounce of it. You know, I know people can't do it to that extent, but they're constantly trying to reach out and let you know that they love you and they care about you. And just receive that. Like, don't buy any lie that's that's tempting you to just cut yourself off. You need people. God made us and said, it's not good that we're alone. And so um, with that revelation, like I started to realize the people in my life genuinely care. I don't have to you know have any walls up i can just be free and i can ugly snot cry if i need to and they'll still <laughs> yeah. love me and the ugliness it just didn't go away though you know <laughs> so, like, <laughs> i cried but it's still there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <And> so, uh... <laughs> it's like one of
2: those moments where i was like
1: do
2: i laugh
3: it's uh, like going through that, like I realized there's no pain that we'll ever face on this earth that God can't heal and take us through. Um, chair. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like the last event I'll talk about. My mom's passing obviously was huge. Um, I would say th- this one isn't so much a painful one. It's more like a blessing. Um, living with you guys um, and where I currently live now with Mike and Melissa, um, home has changed my life. You know, I, I grew up with my family, obviously, and I miss how things used to be with my brothers and yeah. my stepfather and my mom all being together. And we would all just, you know, have dinner sometimes and have fun. Just, I miss just seeing them in general. Um, but when I realized that after I moved in with you guys, like our friendship just kept getting closer and closer and closer. <laughs> to where like I could be my total self around you guys and I was accepted, I was loved, you know, for all my ugliness. (laughs) (laughs) There's
1: a lot. (laughs) There's a lot, let me me tell you.
3: (laughs) And uh, you know, laughter, like all the blessings that I shared with you guys, like having fun, just laughing, being myself, it helped form who I really am in life. Mm you know, being this person that's the most beautiful version of myself so that I can represent God in every scenario. And I would honestly say, like, the majority of the time, the the smiling, happy Andrew that everyone sees is because of my friends. You know, you guys make me so full. You make life so fun. And of course, God is completely involved in that because Everyone is just another representation of Jesus. You know, like, I get to see him in another light by the way that you act in the way that you act. You know, the way that some people are really kind, some people are really bold and daring, and maybe they're polar opposites in ways, but in all those ways, we can see God. Yeah. And so I started to see every single thing like that as a blessing from God, where you guys are being his hands and feet and letting me know that I'm loved and accepted. And it's it's changed my life. You know, I would say... The greatest gift I have right now is the friends that I have um, and the way that they build me up to be myself, to represent Jesus in a new way where I'm not even thinking about that to-do list, like I mentioned before, you know, when I was functioning in that religion of just, I have to do this, I have to focus on doing this, but now I can just be me and people love that. Mm-hmm. And, and it sounds really arrogant, um, I know, <laughs> so bear with me, but Chris Valentin started off the year with this quote. He's like, repeat after me. If people knew me, they would love me. (laughs) And, you know, I don't know how the room engaged that. Some people were offended or whatever, but I thought about it. I was like, you know, okay, this is an interesting kind of confidence because, and and this is another side note, um, sweating like a pastor's forehead. (laughs) Goodness. Um, So... (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> I
1: don't
2: know I was
0: saying, you said yeah. something. I said you
3: something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. That. <laughs> and so, yeah, so, yeah, the room. I was wondering if they were offended or not. Um, yeah that's what it was I was interested by this kind of confidence and then what made me <laughs> <laughs> what made so me sad. really no it's funny <laughs> it's
1: hilarious
3: <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding bloopers no <laughs> bloopers <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's you the thumbnail <laughs> 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 I'm keeping um, all uh, of
1: it in there <laughs> 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 Okay Okay <Yeah. laughs>
0: <Anyway. All right. laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Um, I realized that humility, <laughs> at least the way I defined it, was kind of self-deprecation. I think you guys touched on this in your podcast yeah. that I don't care about and didn't listen to. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're not fist bumping you for that. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm kidding.
3: Glad to you guys <laughs> in my sleep. <laughs> um, but I realized humility is not depreciating your value or mm-hmm. making yourself look like hey, this worm. It's actually recognizing you're amazing and awesome, but where that comes from, yeah, and he used this analogy to kind of help people if they were offended when he said that. Um, if an artist makes a painting, you know he puts so much time and effort into it, hangs it on the wall, and then let's say I go and insult that painting,
1: mm-hmm. right
3: I say, "This looks like trash, you know what were you even thinking? it's not an insult to the painting, nice. it's an insult to the, the artist. Pin, yeah. And so in the same way, God made us in his image. So a lot of times, the, the most negative voice in our lives is ourselves. Yeah. And we're tearing ourselves down, but we don't even have the right to do that yeah. because God formed us in the womb. He breathed his breath of life into us. So he has every right in what he thinks to tell us who we are. And so once I realized that, I was like, okay now, every bad thought about myself i just want to like throw it out like god what do you think of me yeah and so i i actually agree with that i was like if people knew me they would love me it's like that's true of everybody if people knew the most beautiful version of that person they would love them there's mm-hmm. no way they couldn't and the only reason that ugly things come out of people is fear you know people have so much pain hurt people hurt people yeah and so what what that helped me to do was realize that not only can I see myself as a more beautiful thing than I thought previously, but now I can have compassion for others and recognize when, they're, when they are dysfunctional, when they are acting out, it's not because they're ugly and they're, and they're trash, like that painting. <laughs> 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 it's not because It's like a,
2: out of frame. It's like a
3: literal <laughs> trash can. <laughs> it's just like a sketch drawing of a trash can <laughs> on the wall. Oh, that's me actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I realized like I can have compassion for people and recognize just because they're acting out doesn't make them ugly. It's just that they're experiencing pain right now. They're probably really afraid. They're probably in defense mode. And if I can see past that and pull the gold out, then we can have something beautiful happen. And that's exactly yeah. what God does with us. Because imagine the only person in existence that has every right to look at us and say, that's wrong, that's dirty, that's not what I want. He could do all of that, and he wouldn't be wrong in any of that, but he doesn't. He pulls the gold out of us, even when we're, you know, not saved. There's nothing about mm-hmm. us that's, like, attractive and alluring in that way to him. It's just he wants to see us for who we will be as well because of what he can do in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so, like that scripture that says, even while we were still, still sinners, like, Christ came and died for us. He didn't choose to die for a bunch of perfect people he died for the chance of reconnecting us to himself, having a big family once again, and being a dad to all of us. You know that, That's his biggest heart. And so I think I started on that with the humility thing. Um, but what that helped me realize is just now I can be myself. Now I can recognize, okay, I don't have to tailor to this ugly heart. I actually have a beautiful nature. It's in my nature to do the right thing now because I'm a new creation. It's in my nature to do good and to do what God wants and so, it made everything so much easier, so much more natural flowing. You know, like when you take a super lax and...
1: Um, <laughs> 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 <It's good>. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, this is the last time we to be on the
3: podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, without further ado, it- I will basically end it by saying,
2: I didn't even want to do this. part. we haven't said this whole You podcast. don't get to end it. Wait, Understood. wait, wait, wait. <laughs>
3: well, you
2: get to do the intro and the outro at least if you're going to talk the whole 45 minutes. My okay? last phrase
3: is, I haven't enjoyed a single moment of being with you guys. I didn't even want to do this.
1: Dude, I'm totally kidding, guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like I keep rolling back. I, <laughs> <Best example. laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'd finish and close by saying, you know, every <laughs> monumental moment in my life that I at least walked through in relationship with God as a Christian, he was always faithful to deliver me. And even though I didn't see it in the moment, I saw it when I looked back because it's In the moment you're experiencing the pain, you're not going to see what God wants you to see. A lot of the time, if you're not able to pull yourself away from that, recognize you're seated in heavenly places with him. And just like Jesus did, like asleep in the boat during the storm. It's like that's the kind of peace that he wants us to carry. And I really believe through those painful moments in my life, he gave me the grace to do that. You know, to walk on the water where things that seemed impossible before were actually possible because of his grace. Um... But, yeah, I hope sharing all that was a blessing for you guys. And I'll let you guys do your thing. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> Emily, do you have anything to say?
2: <laughs> Opens the floor because you know I have something to say. <laughs> oh. It's good to know that this is episode four and you already know that by now. <laughs> that I just naturally will have something to say. Um, No, I just feel like I want to say thank you for like being so. (laughs) 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 I'm trying to be genuine. Thank you. I can never give Andrew a genuine compliment. (laughs) I just want to say thank you for being so vulnerable and being so honest because I feel like that's like it's not easy to do, especially when you know so many people are going to be listening and like are going to hear it are going to hear this, Um, but. There was something I was gonna say and I can't remember.
1: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I feel like there was just so
2: much. I'm trying to like dissect it and like digest it, but I don't know. Maybe I just
0: don't actually have any thoughts. <laughs> Whoa! And that's fine. <laughs> I don't have Speechless. any.
1: <laughs> that's never happened ever. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you for sharing all that. Welcome, unwanted um, <laughs> solicited wow. no before we end it though no uh, <laughs> we started this thing last week with karen if you would know if you actually listened to it Ooh, <laughs> there it is guys
3: there it is can, can we insert on one though? of those like
2: sounds <laughs> It's like explosion sound. <laughs> anyway. A.K. Forty Seven to
3: the
0: chat. <laughs> we started this thing where we encourage our guests, right? Oh, <laughs> but we have nothing to say to you, so, so it's we're just, gonna just gonna really hard to, to find you're that goal you were tonight. talking about. <laughs> it's really hard right now. <laughs> Anyway, you can go first. <laughs>
3: Wait, on me, guys.
0: <laughs> When you do that, we don't want it make
3: so hard. You make it so <laughs> hard.
2: <laughs> um, I would just say, um, for one, I think. <laughs> stop! I'm trying to be genuine. <laughs> My nose is running from laughing so much. <laughs> it's pretty gross. <laughs> it's just like snot
1: like <laughs> everywhere.
3: <laughs> like that Mucinex DM guy like walking across the table. Yeah! <laughs> <Little booger. laughs>
1: yeah! Anyway. We're just 50 bucks. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> bad on me. Anyway, <laughs> 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 okay.
3: Just Adam. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I,
2: I, <clears throat> I just want to say. I think it is really incredible the way that you are, one, just really open and honest with people, not just here, but like in like your everyday life. You're like so, I feel like you're so good at like including people and making people feel loved and making people feel like valuable. Um, and I think that's really incredible because I don't think I've really ever met anyone else who like does that in mm-hmm. the way that you do. Um, And then I would say two. Now I can't remember what my second thing was because we were laughing so much. Um, Oh, I was gonna say, um, I think, like, as someone who like has been your friend, sort of. (laughs) I've done a great job creating that illusion. I just think that it, you like you care so deeply about the people in your life and it's not just like you are my friend. So like I have to care about you or like we hang out together. So I have like, I kind of like am obligated to care about you. Not saying that like you're like that, but (laughs) 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 I just think like you, (laughs) you value so much. You value communication so much and making sure that like things are like communicated well so that people don't feel like hurt by something or that like you just you care so much about how like the people around you feel and making Mm -hmm. sure that like that is never like taken for granted by other people I guess you could say I don't know you just do a really great job of loving the people in your life so Mm -hmm. Appreciate your it. turn. All right, guys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Episode five coming your way. Okay.
0: um No, I feel like you took pretty much what I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> I should have gone first. Wow. Gonna...
3: There are only two no. things in the barrel of good things about Andrew. <laughs> you took them both. <laughs> I, just, I also
2: just want everyone to know <laughs> that the first time I ever met Andrew. <laughs>
1: I can't candle three.
3: Come <laughs> <laughs> on, oh, Greenie. Okay, I they let it. Mary Poppins with them <laughs> buttons. <laughs> <laughs> A school I full of shrimp. Miss- <laughs> <sorry.
2: laughs> I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Why? <laughs> it's fine. Because
3: then there really won't be anything okay.
0: left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> I
1: can't. <laughs> it's really hard for us to be serious when we're around
2: Andrew. <laughs> anyway, stop sniffing the mic. <laughs> what about POV.
1: <laughs> you have a, <laughs> <candle> a candle at one point.
2: And Andrew's the sniffing The
3: ASMR at the lid. That's it. I'm <laughs> screwing
0: <laughs> Okay, anyway. <laughs> funniest thought that floats around in my head every day Uh, what I like about you what I like about you
2: you really (laughs) know how
0: to dance sorry um is um normally usually (laughs) you don't see people as an inconvenience no um i really like that you have a i'm gonna close my eyes and say this (laughs) why don't you just turn around so (laughs) no um what i really like about you is that you have a heart for serving people like you're always (laughs) you're always like the first one to say yes if somebody needs help and like what she was saying about communication like you're like the best person like the first person I've ever met who is like um who always wants um to communicate so that there's no there's no um like misunderstanding at all yeah <laughs> it's literally the only thing she likes about me. No, I really appreciate that. Thank you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's, anyway.
3: So genuine. has been a great
2: God. episode, everybody. Uh,
1: <laughs> cut.
2: No, I was just kidding. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you.
3: We love you guys. Again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We love you guys. i Hope you guys are doing really good
2: we also okay i feel like we said this last week we said this week before thank you guys for the feedback yeah thank you we
0: really appreciate it and we really shout out to the our biggest fan Liam wood who will be with us thank you next week next week sorry guys <laughs> Big i think you'd be you. happy that we can push out. <laughs> anyways
3: come on out Liam <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: our like Yo, single audience night. <laughs> live audience Liam this is your sitting host. in the corner like watching us it's not even like a producer or anything he's <laughs> just Watch got slime. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Emily. laughs>
2: okay I'm we have a minute that. before we okay. <laughs> my cats out um, thank you guys for listening and watching and supporting us on this journey and we really look forward to talking with you guys next week. Bye! Bye! Bye
3: guys.
1: And come. <laughs> <laughs>